are listening to the Forge by Food podcast. Starting in 3, 2, 1. Okay, let's go! Down, 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 down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Forge by Food podcast. Uh, this is Bo, your host, and I am back today with Travis Kreuzberger, our co-host. Uh, today, we want to uh, before we get into the episode, cover our sponsor. Our sponsor for the show is Forged by Food. Uh, Forged by Food is a nutrition coaching company uh, where we specialize in individual nutrition coaching. So everyone has their own way of eating, their own what lifestyle that changes based on the person and their work schedule and their life. Um, so with that, we customize a specific program for them um, that will help them accomplish whatever goal that is. So maybe you're a soccer mom, maybe you're an athlete looking to perform better, uh, or maybe you are wanting to get bigger or lose weight, whatever that happens to be. We listen to what you want to do and we formulate a plan that's going to fit you some people it's macros some people it's habit-based tracking it really just kind of depends on what your uh, lifestyle and what your past nutrition um, experience is so if you're interested in a one-on-one nutrition coaching you can visit us at www.forgebyfood.com also at the beginning of this year we will be launching a six-week uh, four to six week. We haven't decided yet. Challenge. You can listen towards the end of the episode. And this challenge, even though we don't really like nutrition challenges, uh, this is a good way to get people started. And we're going to leverage technology to make it happen and make it more beneficial for the client. So what you'll do is you'll sign up. Uh, you'll get six weeks with us. We'll give you a sp- specific set of uh, macros and or um, eating um, portions based on hand sizes and the precision nutrition method. Um, and then from there, each week you'll have a live group in uh, Facebook and we'll have Zoom calls that you can call into, ask questions, maybe learn from other clients um, or other people in the group that uh, maybe you would not have learned if you were not in the group. So uh, we hope you guys will join that. We'll have more details coming out. But if you are like, hey, this sounds like something I should do, uh, head over to at Forged by Food on Instagram. Shoot us a DM. Say, hey, put me on the list. I want to uh, get part of the six-week nutrition uh, coaching challenge. Um, so, or you can head over to www.forgebyfood.com. Shoot us a message on there. We'll get you started um, as far as that goes. So, without further ado, we're going to kick off episode number eighteen. Testing. One, two, three. Am I on? You're on. I think I'm good. I feel like you're. I see squiggle lines. Yep, the squiggle lines means that we're live. Um, yeah, it's episode eighteen. We've. Sir, almost well, we've doubled the what was it seven? They said that we yeah they said the average. average is seven. Eighteen means we've been doing it for eighteen weeks. We still have six listeners. Six listeners. Obviously enough that they someone actually brought you uh, some seasoning. That's right. So we, last episode we talked about uh, the, how to meal prep and you went through uh, how uh, you we only use salt and pepper and they were feeling bad for us. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Got some everything but the bagel seasoning I'm going to have to try out now. Pretty excited. Yeah, stuff's good. I get it at Trader Joe's all the time. Which, by the way, Trader Joe's is, it's really a gold mine. It's kind of a hippie place. But uh, I really wish we had one of those around here. Because the price when you go there, like, well, uh, anything really, is pretty cheap. Like seasonings, it's like two one ninety nine for a thing of seasoning. 
So if you live near a Cheddar Joe's and you don't take advantage of that, then I really don't like you. <laughs> I'm just I don't know. It's it's uh, such a good tool. It's all all in, uh, from us. It's Woodruff Road, which if you're around from where we're at, that's like going to hell. Um, it's yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's bad. The traffic when you take that little on ramp to get on there, it takes like 15 minutes to go 100 yards. Yeah. See, I have to uh, on Woodruff. We're 85 and 385. I have to kind of think about where I want to go on Woodruff, and I. I strategize where I'm gonna, how I'm gonna get off the exit, so that I go the right spot. Because if you're going to, if you're going to from our house, if you're going to uh, down 85 and you're going to to Trader Joe's, you can't just get off on Woodruff Road. No, you're screwed. Yeah, because you'll be in traffic for like an hour to go a half a mile. Yeah, you have to go down to like Roper Mountain Road, get off, come around the back way, uh, to be able to get to to uh, Trader Joe's. Otherwise, you know, you're screwed. You know, if we ever get like twelve listeners, and one of them lives in like L.A. or something like that, yeah, they're, they're gonna, gonna hear us yeah. talking about this, and they're gonna be like, "Screw you!" It takes me two hours to get to work. I live two miles away. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's your fault. That's your fault. L- move to the south. We live for twenty-five minutes away from work. It means we live twenty-five miles away. I'm twenty-five minutes to thirty minutes away from here. I'm about 16 miles from here. It depends on which tractor I get behind I was gonna say. <laughs> and uh, which slow uh, farmer that decided to go get him a cup of coffee and uh, just venture around and look at the, the cows on the side of the road, whether I'm going to get to the gym in 30 minutes or 20 minutes. Sightseeing all the cows on the big green tractor. Yeah. I mean, that's it's unfortunate. That, fortunate, but yet unfortunate, because we can go. You know, what would take me 30 minutes to get here? I'm going 16 to you know 20 miles. Those guys, those people are going like two miles yeah. in 16 to 20 minutes. And if you hit the traffic right, so I've been out there enough that I've hit the traffic right and you can't plan anything because I was going 15 miles. And one day I got on the interstate and it was perfect. It took me like 15 minutes to get there. The next day I was 10 minutes difference in time and it took me two hours. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I can leave later. The 405. Nope. Yeah. So I try to leave later and I get there late, leave 10 minutes earlier and I'm like 30, 45 minutes early. Yeah, you don't timing it out is tough. Whereas I leave the house every day at the same time, and I'm gonna be here at the gym within a five minute grace period. I think I've got it down within like 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Every day depends I leave my how, house. Yeah, it depends <laughs> on how fast you walk. <laughs> <laughs> Back to our, our original statement though, Trader Joe's is awesome. Um, another really good grocery store lately is uh, Aldi. Aldi's awesome. Saving-wise, like money-wise. And uh, they've gotten a lot better putting, like, organic um, or just you know, better quality um, fruits and vegetables in there. And they've got pretty good quality meat, too. Yeah, another one is Walmart. Yeah. Uh, I really like the the Walmart uh, marketplaces. Marketplace, yeah. Yeah, those are pretty sweet. So if you're only looking for discount shopping, those are my three suggestions around here. Uh, Trader Joe's, uh, Aldi, and then... Uh, Walmart, and the good thing about Walmart is you've got the ability to do the like on the order app, which yeah. keeps you out of the store. Which then you know you don't buy like stupid stuff that you would have typically bought. Like last time I was in uh, Trader Joe's, they had these like really good che- uh, treats, and I end up just like buying. Some yeah, sweets. they've got like their own brand of uh, yeah. uh, Reese cups. Yeah, they're Everything. really good. Everything they got is good. I mean, they've got. Um, I haven't found anything at all. I mean, at Trader Joe's that I don't like. Their their Greek yogurt is off the chain. Uh, 
because some of the stuff you can get like it's too like runny. I know that's the way in it. So if you're eating Greek yogurt in the like the, the stuff that's uh, watery, that's actually good for you. That's the way in the in the uh, Greek yogurt. The, is that like uh, if you buy one of those kefir drinks? Kefir? Yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's the way. The so the, ca- the casein stuff. is like the uh, slow digestion protein. So that's the white stuff. That's the typical stuff that would be at the bottom. But then the you know the way is more like when you after you open it, it kind of settles on top. So you have to like mix it in. So don't throw that away. Is what I'm getting at. It's like the cakey stuff. Yeah, you you want that white, the juicy stuff. Uh, but anyways, their Greek yogurt at uh, um, Trader Joe's is pretty awesome. So I really wish that in Clemson now that Clemson's growing up, I wish that they would put a Trader Joe's out there. Uh, somewhere give us that ability i don't want to i don't i mean i like whole foods for like just their bar area um and don't like not like a drinking bar but you know like yeah yeah like a food bar they got a good it'll cost you 27 dollars to get a salad super expensive but but it tastes good but tastes good yeah Yeah. the one thing i do like about whole foods is if i go into greenville they're the only place i know that carries a japanese sweet potato if you've never had one, you got to look up on how to cook them. You can't oh, just yeah, cook yeah. them whole. You've got to cut them into like these big, uh, big pieces. But They're they are, uh, yes. They're purple. But it's not a purple sweet potato. It's yeah. a Japanese. It's um, uh-huh. no, it's not purple. It's almost like a yellow squash. Oh, okay. Color. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But they get like the outside. You can make it almost like a a fry mm-hmm. um but you got to make them way bigger cuts but it's almost like the fry and then on the inside it's still like really really uh mashed potatoy mm-hmm. so it's it's almost like a fried mashed potato case i don't know it's super good yeah um but the only place i've ever seen them is whole foods and all if i'm in greenville i'll stop at whole foods and that's the only thing i buy a bunch of them yeah um but other than that yeah i've been in trader joe's a couple times and they do have pretty good deals um but uh, we're getting. I was hoping it was going to be something kind of like that, but we're getting a uh, Publix? Publix. Yeah, Publix. In, I think twenty twenty one. Yeah. So, but Publix Publix isn't any different than Ingles or any other stuff. I would say Publix to me is expensive. I kind of have it down to an art as to where I'm going to shop. I know, like, if I go to Ingles, I'm going to spend like somewhere between one hundred fifty and one hundred eighty dollars for the week. Like that's pretty much what I'm going to spend. If I go to Walmart, it's typically like. Between 110 and 150 dollars, and usually at Trader Joe's, uh, that's on the lower end. I'm usually like somewhere between 100 and 120. Um, so, you know, saving 30 bucks on if you're doing that every week, I mean, that's huge for the month. Yeah. Um, the problem for us is it takes us 30 dollars in gas to exactly, get out there. Exactly. Exactly. The you got to plan on it. And you got to be there. And you know, although I do love Aldi, you have to honestly go to Aldi like and another grocery store. Yeah. Because whereas Trader Joe's, you can just go to Trader Joe's because they got everything. But Aldi is one of those ones where you have you can go to Aldi to pick up, you know, your basic all your vegetables, your milk, your eggs, your um, your Greek yogurt, that type of stuff. Um, but they don't have like, yeah, I don't know, just like the random stuff that you would pick up at a grocery store. Uh, at least I can't find it all. So, um, but that's the that's our discount quick uh, <laughs> grocery store rant there. Um, and speaking of rants. Um, we might as well just rant a little bit on here. I've noticed uh, on, of course, I'm, you know, a lot of these listeners that all, all four of the listeners are listening to us probably don't follow a lot of health and and fitness people online. But that's basically what makes up my uh, Instagram and and uh, social media platforms, Twitter and things like that. But so I follow a lot of those, just kind of keep up to date. And you know, I have a lot of people that I like to 
to pull information from and um that I, some are good some is bad but you know just kind of see where everything's at and, and learn um social media is a good place to pick up stuff good things and bad things yeah it depends on your education as to whether you can cipher cipher through the good good stuff and and the bad stuff yeah and for the most part you can uh because i follow all different things and some of them i follow because they're so bad i think they're funny yeah um but i kind of knew that they were bad going into it because a lot of times if i see someone on instagram then i'll go research that person Mm -hmm. and you know you got to be careful with that too because you'll have some people that are doctors and then they're promoting a whole plant-based diet with nothing else for you know whatever but so you kind of got to look at and see if there's an agenda behind them but i'll find someone on Instagram and then I'll research the person and then I'll find out, okay, is this person actually doing what's good for people or are they, you know, trying to make money off of some type of diet they're trying to sell or something like that. Um, Insta famous. Most of the time they're like half naked. They do these photo shoots that, you know, they prepare for eight weeks to do, they'll take like, you know, a hundred photos of themselves in a, in a six week period, or I'm sorry, in a, in a one week period, you know, wearing different stuff. And they use that for a, you know, a year. And basically, like, people look at that and they think, oh, this person's that lean all the time. Or they think this person, like, this is what they look like all the time. But right. really, that's what they look like for a week right. or two weeks. You know, they they were they peaked. So it used to be, like, people peak for, like, bodybuilding competitions and things like that. Well, now it's, like, people are peaking to try to sell you a product. Right. And, um, you know, whether it be nutrition, you know, coaching or nutrition, whatever. Or it could be a you know, workout plan or whatever that happens to be. But... And a lot of the you know, people that are not informed, it's um, it can be hard to cipher through the the BS. But uh, what really got to me, I guess this is where the, the rant comes in. But it was like uh, Thanksgiving, and you know, of course we had our podcast and enjoy yourself and you know uh, make things to make your your life better and and all that. But I feel like there's you know, a huge shift in the nutrition coaching world now, where it's like. Um, it's almost excusing bad eating. Uh, yeah. And whereas it used to be like almost it was too far to the left in the fact that like you couldn't, you know, that's just when like paleo was around whole 30. It was like, this is good food. This is bad food. Do not eat this bad food or else you're going to get, you know, fat and you're going to uh, all these things. And like people were so scared of eating and, and it was just like women were starving themselves to death and blah, blah, blah. And now I feel like instead of just like going back to the middle where it should have been, it actually swung the po- uh, pendulum all the way to the other side where now it's like acceptance for everything. And it's like love your body no matter what. And don't ever try to, to you know, have discipline. Don't ever try to like push away from the table when you should push away from the table. And, you know, I'm seeing these, these uh, highly prominent nutrition coaches like, falling into this thing yeah and they're just like and it's almost it's almost shaming people who do want to like uh i guess push away from the table when they should and stuff like that and they're like oh there should be no judgment to anyone yeah and then all of a sudden you have these people saying there should be no judgment and they're like oh no you should eat more why aren't you eating more yeah and it's almost like well i'm not judging you for eating more at the table than you probably should be. So why are you making it a deal that I'm not eating? Yeah. What, and you know, it also goes into like the exercise thing. And I think it was like, you don't have to, you know, like, um, a lot of the memes were coming out. They were making them like where the people were doing burpees. And it was like uh, the Skittles is like, you know, 10, 150 burpees. If you ate a bag of Skittles or like if you ate a ham, it was like, 
um, or dressing. I don't know. It was like a hundred. I'm just giving an example. A hundred uh, air squats or something like that. And they were like, you should never liken what you're eating to exercise. And it's like, well, well I mean, why is that so bad? Right. Like, what, why is it not okay to wake up and you know if you're going to have a big meal to not like maybe go out. Not, you're not like necessarily exercising yourself to excuse yourself to eat bad, but why is it not okay to maybe exercise prior to eating a big meal? Right. It's not not necessarily punishment, but I knew Thanksgiving I was going to have a bunch of carbs. I was going to have, you know, a bunch of meat and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, Thanksgiving, if I'm going to eat a bunch of sweet potatoes and all this other stuff, then what can I do before I go eat all that? to actually kind of make it a benefit like yeah. lower the amount that would be in one meal like we said have fun um and then get right back on track the next day so it wasn't gonna add much if any fat to me but i knew okay i'm gonna go in i'm gonna do a really good bodybuilding session i'm gonna drop all my glycogen stores and so when i do go eat those sweet potatoes they're gonna go right to my muscles and it's gonna be beneficial to do the lifting I did before I ate, I wasn't punishing myself. I was just making one thing work for the other. Yeah. And I don't, I don't understand where that became a bad thing. That's what I think that, you know, like it's kind of shifted to where it's, you shouldn't be doing that type of stuff. And, and I do agree with that. You shouldn't punish yourself. Right. Like you shouldn't be like, Oh, I ate bad. So I'm going to go run five miles, you know, after, but I don't think there should any, planning to know that you may possibly overeat one day or or knowing that um you know you're gonna splurge a little bit to basically like you said you know, use that to your advantage instead of your disadvantage right you know maybe I mean, we all came in and hit a pretty hard workout on thanksgiving morning because we knew that you know we were going to potentially eat a little bit more that day and uh, I, I see that as like a that should be rewarded not as a like you should never do this type yeah. thing. And I think that's where it's kind of shifted so far um, to the right, where it's excusing that there shouldn't be determination and there shouldn't be like consistency and, and adherence in a diet. And we both know that, you know, the reason most of the time, one reason people fail um, is because they want to see results today. Right. You know, like I think that was another thing that we can go off on, but, uh, you know, people, I think you had a client was ready to see results in like three days. And it's like, Hey, look, like this thing takes a while. Yeah. Like you didn't gain the weight overnight. You're not going to lose the weight overnight, you know, or you didn't, even if you're not overweight, if you're just trying to get a nutrition program together, like you didn't get all these bad habits in one day. Right. Like it's going to take you a while to break all these bad habits. Yeah. And the, the same thing goes for, uh, you know, and I can say I've done it myself in that whether you're trying to gain weight or lose weight, uh, whatever it is, and, you know, say you're one week in and in the first week you lose three, four pounds and, you know, a lot of it's going to be water weight, whatever. Second week you do the same thing and you don't lose any weight. And all of a sudden a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I didn't lose any weight this week. This isn't working. I'm just going to go and uh, it's not worth it. So I'm just going to go eat whatever I want because I'm not losing weight, what I'm doing and I'm hungry. Uh, so if you flip that, look at anything else in life, like no one for anything worth working for, you can't achieve it in one week. I've never heard of someone saying, I want to build a big business plan and I expect it to be done in a week. We're talking years and years of small progression at a time. Um, you don't walk into a gym and, 
you know, you've been lifting for years and say, okay, in one week, I want to increase my back squat by 50 pounds. You can't do it. You know, it's going to be a progression that it needs to be. Yet when we get to nutrition, a lot of people say, okay, I'm going to eat good. I'm one week in. Why am I not down 10 pounds? Mm. And people is for some reason, nutrition, a lot of times does not have that long-term idea in place where there's going to be ebbs and flows. Everything has ebbs and flows. Um, the idea is that over a long-term period, you see a consistency either going down if you're trying to lose or going up if you're trying to gain. But I know even when you were trying to gain weight for a while, uh, you would come in and still am. Yeah. And you would come in and you'd be like, Holy cow, I'm down two pounds today. Yeah. Um, but if you looked at your overall progress, you were up three pounds total. Yeah. But that day, for whatever reason, there's a little drop in it. But five days later, it was right back up two and a half pounds. And so that line is continually going up. But on that line of progression, there's going to be ups and downs all along the way. Um, but people look at that as a day-to-day thing instead of a long-term progress thing. Yeah, and it's... It's kind of like, as far as the workouts go, um, it seems like most people understand that you can't get fit, you know, or big or whatever it happens to be in a week. And they understand that exercise takes a while, but for whatever reason with diet, like they don't, that same perception doesn't apply there. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy how, but you know, I think that's a part of going back to the Instagram and just kind of the shift in the in the world and shifting like the instant gratification that we have that ability to look at our phone and see this type stuff and the like um it's okay movement i don't even know how you would um say it now but it seems like that that it's it's all about you know it's okay it only you know take drink this drink or it's it's all about instant gratification it's all about like accepting yourself accepting and the whole like reason why people you know usually exercise usually try to diet is to better themselves yeah and you know it doesn't necessarily have to be in a weight loss scenario um because i don't need to lose weight you don't need to lose weight we still eat right most of the days and we still exercise pretty much every day yeah and it's not because we're trying to lose the weight but it's because white that's a um discipline that we've built to where like that's a part of our life and we're, we're doing it to be a better, healthier human being, not because we're like chasing after this, you know, weight loss goal or whatever it is. And that's where I think the, um, long story short, that's where it's just, it kind of seems like the social media has really skewed it and made it hard for people to, to cipher through. Yeah. And the, we'll just call it what you just did right there. The it's okay movement, you know, where in any successful person's life or anything like that have you ever heard the story of, you know, I just accepted everything that came to me mm. and it's nothing. You've I've never heard that before. It's always like, yeah, I built this business from scratch. I started with, you know, $10 in my bank account. I had an idea. I scrummaged around for five years, but I worked my tail off. Yeah, I worked 80 hours I, a yeah, week. I worked 80 hours a week and I made this thing work and now it's really successful. Um, and I'm a better person for it. The challenge is what now that I see that I've, you know, I had this huge challenge in front of me and I overcame it. Like those people have happiness. Mm. Um, if we go back to a workout, if you tell me, okay, today your workout is you have to go do three strict pull-ups. 
I'm going to do three strict pull-ups. I'm done. Easy workout. I have no gratification from that. Um, however, if you give me a workout that's going to be tough and I know it's going to be kind of like mentally demanding, but also physically demanding when I get done from that workout, even if it's not like laying on the floor dying, it might be all right. You have three sets of back squat at five more pounds than you did last week. When I get done, like I have a fulfillment because I see progress, but I also worked hard for that. The, I feel like this whole it's okay and um, all this other stuff is just kind of telling people, I'll be happy with whatever you have. You Mm -hmm. don't need to work for anything, and you can't build character that way. People need to learn failure, but they also need to learn like having a goal that's a really lofty goal and working their tail off for it, and you might get it, but you might not. But you're going to be progressing. You're going to be going towards something, and I don't see how – how you cannot do that and have any fulfillment in life. Yeah, and I mean that goes back exactly what we were saying earlier, like the like not like Christmas is coming up, for example, and you know, people will do the same thing. They're gonna have family come into town, all that type stuff. And you know, going back to our our podcast too, like I said, we want people to enjoy those things. Like you should, like you should enjoy your family. You should enjoy a piece of cake or something. You should feel like not feel like those things. Um, kill your progress i get that but same time like you shouldn't just throw all your goals away right like you still have to work like you might have to get up on christmas morning and if you're looking you know to be a certain weight or you're looking to lose the weight um and you know christmas is there like you can't go three or four days and just reckless abandonment your your diet and nutrition program or your exercise program you're going to have to maybe get up and run two or three miles, or you might have to go work a little harder to earn what you should earn your meal, you know, per se. Right. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I don't feel like uh, that that makes a bad um, mental, what am I trying to say here, a a relationship with food. No. Um, Now, I wouldn't recommend that it's something that you do every day because that means you're probably eating bad every day. And we're not saying, you know, go work out hard for three hours every day so then you can eat pizza and drink beer every night. Um, But we are saying, you know, Christmas Day is coming up. I can tell you my family is big Italian family. We do lasagna on Christmas. Lasagna is not the best food for you. Um, But I'll eat a nice serving of lasagna because kind of like Thanksgiving, uh, that's the only time in the year that I eat that food and I like it. I'll also tell you last year before Christmas day, uh, my cousin works out at the gym out on Woodruff road. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and I met with her and we did a good workout right before we went and ate. Um, and it wasn't a punishment thing, but it was also a lot of fun. Like we just hung out, had some time with my cousin. Uh, and then we went, we ate food and we didn't feel guilty about eating it. We weren't like, uh, so if I was trying to lose weight at the time, I wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm trying to lose weight. And now I just ate way too much. Uh, I ate enough lasagna to fill me up. I didn't make myself sick, but I didn't feel bad. And then the next day, so December 26th, I was right back in my gym and, uh, or your gym and doing workouts and eating the same way I was on December 24th. Yep. Like I had one day where I was kind of off and then I went right back to normalcy and saw no weight gain, no weight loss from any of the stuff I did. And uh, I think a lot of people take, you know, we hear a lot of times, oh, you know, I'll I'll start my new diet January 1st. And it's like, wait a second, is December 1st, 
you're saying because of Christmas, you need a 31 days off. Christmas is one day. Um, you know, if you do a New Year or Christmas Eve thing with your family and then Christmas Day thing with your family, that's two two days. So you're going to throw away, I don't know how many days are in December, 30 or 31. You're going to throw away 29 or 30 days because of two. Like, no, let's start it right now and let's just try to maintain on those two days. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not very good at math, but it's like, you know, 100 meals potentially. If you drink three meals a day for 31 days, am I right with that? Three for thirty-one. Yeah, yeah, right at like hundred, yeah. right at hundred mil, uh, mils. So basically, you know, for uh, ninety, let's say just be generous and say that five mils you eat bad. For ninety-five mils, you eat the right thing, and for five mils, you're gonna throw away an entire month. Yeah, it's like, you know, like, but why not just go ahead and get started now? Right. Just go ahead and do it. Just start, you know, get on board. And if you have five bad mils, then it's fine. Um, and the worst thing that happens from that is you don't become the statistic of the average person who gains 10 pounds during the holidays. Yeah. Maybe you finish the holidays and you weigh the exact same as you did before. And now you're, you're not starting January, if that's your goal, of you have to first lose the 10 pounds that you gained and then start where you were to start with. Now you just pay attention for the month of December. And if you have five total mills that were off, even if they were really, really bad off, if your other 95 meals were good and healthy and not going over on calories and all that, you probably didn't gain anything. Yeah. And what, I mean, it even goes to the health thing of, let's face it, uh, I posted somebody this other day, like America specifically, because most people are going to listen to this, um, Americans are on average fat. Like, yes. we're, it's like 40. I think 40 to 50% of Americans are overweight or obese. So to me, that tells me now I'm not going to say that there's not some people in there that have some thyroid issues. There are not some people in there that have a medical reason why they're overweight. For the most part, it is lack of exercise lack of diet choices compounding over a long period of time that has led a person down the, the road of, of weight gain. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, I've been there. Um, I know people that have been there and, and it takes a while. You didn't, it doesn't happen overnight. Like you don't just wake up one morning and be like, Oh, I'm up 20 pounds. Yeah. Like it takes a while you you start relying on your kids. You, I mean, not relying on you. You start to uh, invest your time in your kids because they're going to to play these sports, and then all of a sudden, your exercise and diet program starts to drift down your priority list. And then two to three to four late years later, you look back and you go, "How did I put on those that thirty pounds?" And it's like we well, did it one pound at a time over three years. And I think that if we continue down the like train of Hey, it's okay. Accept it. That there is not going to be consequences. That there is not going to be. Hey, you're going to have to suffer a little bit. There is going to be a little bit of uncomfortability. You're going to have to say no to this. You're going to have to wake up early on Thanksgiving and work out because you haven't done what you're supposed to do for the last three years. That's how you got where you got it. And then we're going to end up in the road of just continuing to. Everybody's just going to continue to be overweight. And uh, obese because we're and it's going to the number of that percentage wise is going to continue to grow. Yeah. And I think one thing that we that can be added to what you just said is, you know, 
people aren't moving, people aren't doing what they should, they're not eating right. But also with this whole Instagram thing that we talked about earlier is people don't know what eating right is. So I think, you know, they can get online, they can do a whole bunch of research, they can do all this stuff, but we're kind of geeks when it comes to this nutrition thing. And so that's what we enjoy doing. Some people really don't want to do that and they research and they're like, well, this thing says I should go high fat, low carbs. This thing says I should go, you know, high carbs, low fat. This says only protein. This is the carnivore. I don't know what the heck to do and I'm lost. So what am I supposed to do? And then they end up hopping on some slim fast Octavia, Octavia, slim fast, whatever it is, because they really have no idea. Um, And so I think a big part of the problem is also just like misinformation that's out there and people get lost. And if that's one of these, if you're listening to this and you're like, yep, that's where I'm at. I've tried 10 things. I've gained weight. I've lost weight. It never stays off. Then maybe it is time to say, okay, how much have you invested in doing things that doesn't work? Maybe it will cost a little more to invest in a coach, but find a coach who's going to actually work with you and make sure they're not saying we're going to do this in six weeks. Make sure they're saying it's going to be a habit based thing and um, that they're going to lead you on the right track and say, maybe, you know, we're going to lose weight, but we're going to spend the first four weeks. And all I want you to do is work on your habits. We're not going to jump on this train and have you counting macros or any of that for the first four weeks Mm. because you don't even know what a protein is. So, you know, if people are lost and have no idea what to do, that's when you need to get help. Um, but I think it's hard to do it for a lot of people on their own just because they have no idea which yeah. one to look at. Well, here's I kind of I, I believe you're right with that. I, I do have a thought, though. I think some of it is um, with most people. I think a lot of people know what to do. They just don't want to do what it actually takes. So there's not an information issue. There's an implementation issue. And the fact that they have the information, they know that vegetables are probably pretty good for you. Yeah. They know that whole foods are probably pretty good for you. They know that meats are, you know, like even if they had chose bad meats, they understand like eating meat, eating vegetables, eating, you know, nuts and seeds, some fruit here and there, staying away from processed foods for the most part, nine times out of 10, I think most people know that. And there's probably a very a limited amount of people in this world at this point in time because of information, because we do have this little thing and we can put in our hand that's like a, a genius. If I Google what is healthy eating, like it's going to come back and tell me a pretty good idea. And it yeah. doesn't matter whether you're following keto or you're following intermittent fasting or you're following whatever you're following. For the most part, it's going to give you that you're going to be eating whole foods for the most part of the time. Right. I think it's the implementation of People, going back to my uh, comment earlier, of they don't want to actually put the time in that it takes to change the habits. They want to look for that drink. Yeah. They want to look for that uh, pill. They want to look for that new cutting-edge thing that's going to get me slim in 30 days. It's like, no, going back, it took you three years to put on 15 pounds. If we get those 15 pounds off in three months, that's a freaking win. Yeah. Like, you know, like, that's a win. And if a week from now you're only down a pound, well, guess what? It took you, you know, I don't know, half a year to put on a pound. Right. So if we get off in one month or one week, win. Right. Like, I was going to say, if you gained over the last three years, 
if you put on one pound a month, you gain 36 pounds. 36 is a huge weight gain. Yeah. And they're like, why did I only get, lose a pound this week? If you did that for the whole year, you lose 52 pounds in the year. Yeah. I mean, if you compound that into the three years where it took you to lose or gain 36 pounds, 52 in one year, you're looking at 156 pounds in three that you would lose. Yeah. So all of a sudden, if you would look at it that way, it's like, oh, you know, I'm losing way faster than I gained. But, yeah, I would agree with that. And, and you also have to say, like, okay, every time I made a bad choice in those three years, now, over the next three to six months, I'm going to have to make a good choice. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, whereas typically you would just say, like, all right, I made a bad choice today. But, oh, okay, it's fine. It's three years. I made a bad choice tomorrow. It's cool. I got time. I was, well, like, that – you're going to have to take those same bad choices and those same mindset and being like, all right, I have the potential to make a bad choice right now, but instead I'm going to make a good choice. Yeah. And those are just going to be a lot fewer that you have to do that because you are trying to do it in a three or six month period. Um, now, if you don't care, maybe you're like just trying to be healthier and you know you have to lose weight, but you don't care if it takes a year then you probably have a little flexibility in there to be like, okay, well, I can make a, a little bit more bad, better, I don't know how you would say that, more bad choices uh, than if someone's trying to do this in three months. Right. You can't, and I have clients all the time who is typically there, they are textbook clients Monday through Thursday. And then Friday and Saturday comes. And Friday like, afternoon. They're yeah. even good all day, work day Friday. Yeah, and then something happens between Friday and Saturday, and it's like, you know, three three weeks down the road, we're like, well, I've only lost a half a pound or whatever it happens to be. It's like, well, that's because every single week, Friday and Saturday are not filled in your macros or, or they're not, you're not telling me what's happening during that time or you went to weddings or you went to parties. And if I had to guess, those choices that you had of like, take the right path, or take the wrong path, you chose to go the wrong path. And... That added up because that's, you know, a percentage of your, your week. I don't even know that uh, 20% of your week. And that's why we're only at half a pound and not three pounds. Right. So, but again, that goes back to, our, you know, our, what we talked about earlier, just that um, determination, that time it takes to implement something like this over time. Um, and, it, you know, going back to what I just said a few minutes ago of the, that America is going to continue in that, that trend. And I, I posted something on our uh, Facebook group and I saw it. I don't remember who posted it, but it was um, basically deaths related in, 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 I think it was the world. I think it was the world. Yeah. yeah. And so it was the, it had everything. I mean, it was like shark attacks, bear attacks, um, lightning. Wolf, lightning, you know, uh, suicide, like everything. And, it took all those deaths, and then it had cardiovascular. And basically, and, and cancer was in there. Cancer was like the second highest of of the deaths. Uh, and, and it was like, what, what ended up being like 38 million? Is that what we figured out? Uh, What's 15? So 30, 32, mil 32 million. Yeah, 32 some odd, 33 million, something like that. But they took all the deaths in, in a year, and 15 million people died a year from all other causes – except cardiovascular. Cardiovascular disease was 17 million. 17. So 2 million more people died from one specific thing than 
all the other combined deaths uh, in the world yeah, or so in the year. We figured it out as uh, right over 53% of deaths related in the world are cardiovascular, and all other deaths are 47 um, yeah. right, 47, yeah, percent. 40, 40%. Yeah, 47%. So uh, big thing I thought of was, you know, people say, I can't afford the gym, I can't afford to work out, or I can't afford to eat healthy, stuff like that. And then I see them walking around and n- not judging, but... Uh, $600 car payment. Yeah, so not judging them on a decision, just wanting them to sit back and say, okay, let's let's look at this at what you're saying that you can't afford. So you just went out and you bought a new car. All right, that, that car payment is $700 a month. All right, yeah, it's a really nice car. Yeah, it's a really safe car. Um, but could you have gotten a $400 car payment a month for just as much safety features? Yeah, you just wouldn't have had maybe the iPad screen touch thing in there that you really wanted or the uh, remote-controlled heated seats or whatever. I don't know. I have a 2007 has-nothing-in-it car. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you you sit back and you look at this, and they're going to buy all the safety features on everything they can think of the car they're going to have security alarm at the security house. alarm at the house and all this other stuff and you know i see, the biggest thing i see is people will go and they'll do it they have a kid so we just had a kid and we're going to buy a brand new car because we need the safest car out there and then all of a sudden they start giving their kids all this crap to eat as they're growing up mm. and this was something that i think we had seen on a podcast or something else. What is it? One in five kids. Yeah. Uh, so it used to be that it was almost unheard of for kids to get diabetes. Um, so it was called uh, adult onset diabetes. They didn't even have a term for it for kids. And now it's kids one in five are getting getting diabetes. And so, you know, parents are spending all this money on the safety of their kids and then they're putting food into their body which is going to cause a if they do it for a long term a guaranteed early death um and it's one of the most simple things that you could fix yeah for sure and i I think you and you said it the best you you take 100 people and you put them in a room and you say all right 47 of you sit down it's 40 47 of them sit down and it's like all right the rest 53 of you the rest of you will die of cardiovascular disease based on statistics. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. And, you know, obviously some of those people, like uh, we know two people specifically that were, they were dealt a bad hand as far as um, their cardiovascular health. They're, you know, hereditary, their family, dad's dads, you know, had some issues with their um, hearts and and their their system there. But both of them, you know, hedged their bets on – exercise by i mean i'm sorry hedge your bets on the um what that could do to them by exercising yeah and both of them you know life basically were saved because they did exercise right um whereas you know if you're not exercising and you do have those genetic um predispositions yeah predispositions then you're you're definitely not hedging your bet Um, And then for everyone else that doesn't have those issues, like, um, you know, it's going to, it's not the same, I guess you would say, like, you don't have the same risk, but you actually do, kind of. Right. So you can definitely make yourself predisposed to a heart attack if you eat horrible and Mm -hmm. you're overweight 
and you're stressed, which is going to be the typical American now. And so, you know, you eat breakfast, you're on your way to work, you get Hardee's at lunch, you run out real quick, you get McDonald's dinner, you're on your way home and you pick up a pizza and, you know, you're overweight, your family's overweight, you're stressed because you have all this work at, at um, maybe a project that you have to get done by a certain deadline and it's not an easy deadline and all this stuff is coming up and no, you might not have family history that predisposes you to a heart attack, but everything you're doing in life is pushing you more and more to the edge of that, of having some type of heart issue. And then if you get it and you're not in shape, it takes a huge toll on your body. And if your body's not in shape to take that toll, it's not going to turn out good. Yeah. And when we say cardiovascular disease, like that's relating everything. That's not people just like their heart having a heart attack right like most of the time when, when seeing a statistic that high the reason why it's that high is because of the obesity rates like it's the fat uh, accumulation around the body it's either putting pressure on the heart or either it's atherosclerosis where you're having hardening of the arteries or you're filling with plaque which is usually typically can be prevented from diet and exercise and that's the crazy part is literally half 53 percent of the deaths early deaths and some of these are going to be people that actually you know they're 80 years old uh 85 years old and their heart just gives out you know that's how they died but for the most part early deaths as far as cardiovascular disease can be prevented yeah with diet and exercise so if i told you right now i have the cure for cancer yeah people would go crazy yeah they'd take it yeah they would take it right then they would pay hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars a month to take it as a preventative, preventative thing to yeah. ever get cancer. No doubt. We can tell you right now, for the most part, that if you work out, you get your diet, you get your exercise under control, then you can prevent, for the most part, a heart disease or any type of cardiovascular disease. And if it does hit you, then you have a much higher chance of surviving it. Yep. So we already have the answer for the number one cause and cause of death in the world and people don't pay attention and guess to what it. they don't i would even it. venture to say that you know we have the second also for the second leading death like cancer not that it can be prevented in everyone and i could get it t tomorrow and i have fr friends that have our you know exercisers but for the most part a lot of uh you know cancer can be prevented with a healthy diet and exercise over on the long haul not like you know if someone has um, you know, lymphoma or something like that. Right. But there is a lot of, because there's so many different cancer strands, um, some of the cancer strands can be prevented from, you know, diet and exercise. Right. Basically being healthy. Yep. Um, eating right, not filling your body with a ton of sugar all the time, uh, not being chronically stressed all the time. So having the ability to do a diet and exercise program, we, not that we can, you know, guarantee life, but exercise and diet can prolong the prolong your life and give you that cure that like you said people would pay a thousand dollars a a month for if they knew that that would prevent them from getting cancer yeah, just to prevent it not even not even oh i got it i need the cure it's just all right we can give you this we don't even know if you would even have gotten cancer will you pay me a thousand dollars a month to make sure you will never get cancer and you'd have people in droves paying for it um those same people are overweight uh they're eating horrible and you know, that they're, they're going to have some type of medical issue down the road because of their lifestyle. For sure. So kind of, obviously we spent like the last 
45 minutes ranting. <laughs> yes. That's what we do the best. Yes. We could spend another hour and 45 on this one topic. So uh, let's try to leave the listeners with like some key takeaways from today. Like how would – I always like to leave with some kind of implementation or how you would make uh, life or, or how we could implement what we're saying, um, if that makes sense. And so like I'll start it off with like – I would say the first thing is if you're struggling with knowing what's good food, what's bad food, what like what does a good diet look like, you got a couple options. Option one is a cheap way if your budget's your issue, um, and that's going to be to invest in some type of like learning about nutrition, whether it be a join a you know a challenge where you well I shouldn't say that because there's a lot of bad challenges out <laughs> there. Um, but, you know, you're reading up. There's there's books out there. Uh, if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you're like, I have no idea who to read, we will give you references of what to li- read and listen to. Anything from Precision Nutrition um, are, is incredible. You just go to their website, precisionnutrition.com. They've got everything. Um, you can literally read articles on top of articles and on top of articles. And um, you can learn about what is It's free. Yep. Like, what is nutrition? It's at the grasp of you. Um, so either you got to invest the time to learn on your own, or you've got to invest a coach that will teach you, which then you have to learn what you should and should not be doing. And then you also need to make a schedule to go to the gym or either to find some type of exercise program that you can do, you know, three to four days a week. Yeah. So like your dad, not a big exerciser. He's doing an at home program now, but for the most part, he's still very active. Yeah. He rides his bike. He walks. He's uh, working all the time. He's doing stuff to stay active. That's what we're talking about. You don't necessarily have to be killing yourself in the gym three or four days a week. Right. And that was that was the big thing I was going to say was um, along with figuring out nutrition and figuring out that, you need to find three to five hours every week that you say this is an hour that is going to be devoted to uh, – some type of exercise so if you already walk your dogs an hour a day that doesn't count you need to add in something in one hour a day uh, if you only have an hour we understand that sometimes the gym isn't the best thing because if you have one hour and we're running an hour class you still have to figure out transportation if you've got to go somewhere after and you need to take a shower and so that one hour might be a two-hour actual thing that you have to invest your time in but I know a whole bunch of workouts that will kick my tail in 15 minutes that I can do with weights or without weights, and I can do them at home. And typically, we see that when people stay at home, they just don't have the motivation to work out on their own. So, uh, yeah, we've got an at-home program that we do here. Usually takes about 35 minutes. You really only need a set of dumbbells. If you could have something with an elevated surface that you could step up onto and a jump rope, that'd be perfect. Um And most of them, like I said, are about 35 minutes. You get up, uh, you drink some water, and within five minutes you're working out. 35 minutes later, you're done. Uh, You take a shower and you're on your day. And, you know, that's that's something that if that's the only thing that you can add in, we would understand and that would work. If you do have an hour and a half to two hours a day, then get into a gym because the atmosphere is awesome. Mm. Uh, I've walked into a gym and felt like, I don't really want to work out today. And then you see your buddies come in and you work out with them and you have a great time and you leave and you're, you know, a way better mood than you came in. You're happy. It kind of gets rid of some of the stress that you had from work and all that stuff. Um, So figuring out what, 
would work to implement as far as three to five hours a week of actual, okay, I'm going to work out. I'm not just going to walk the dogs or something like that. Like added movement uh, for three to five hours a week is the biggest thing that I would encourage. And if it's something that you can't do on your own at home, again, there's coaches. So maybe you can't get in the gym, but you need an accountability coach. They program your workouts for you and you're supposed to respond in every day. Okay. I did my workout. This is what I did. And now you've got the accountability and you're more willing to do it. Uh, it's hard to motivate ourselves sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, hopefully we didn't run everybody off today. We don't, it's, we're not trying to not be compassionate. We're just, you know, sometimes it's uh, tough love, you know, you have to look at what's, uh, what's happening and, you know, unfortunately sometimes it's not like what you want to hear right. as the, is the, what's going to fix the problem. Yeah. And I, I just hope that, you know, as society, we've, we've really kind of shifted towards the, like, we have to always be politically correct with things when sometimes it takes the, re the realization that it's actually going to be hard. It's actually going to be a struggle. I actually need to make a change. And there's a lot of people in this world, like, you know, if you are 30, plus percent body fat your chance of cardiovascular disease is astronomically high yep. and if you do not do something to fix that you are definitely digging yourself an early grave you can't be guaranteed that you're not going to eat by a shark which i think was five <laughs> deaths a year uh wolves were like six or something like that something like that might happen you know might get in a car accident which i think was like a like a million people but the other 38 million people will die but, uh, was it 38? Was that what it was? Yeah, 38 I think it million. was a total of 32. Uh, 32 million people yeah. will die because of cardiovascular disease. So, 17 cardiovascular. Yep. Yeah. Oh, 32 yeah, 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 total. Yeah, you're right. Yep. right. Yeah, 32. Uh, so 17, 17 million people. Um, your chances are extremely high if you don't make those changes. Yeah. Um, and so. I think we can have a little bit of tough love here uh, simply because we want to eat that stuff a lot of times yeah, too. Like, no doubt. If, I mean, I'm not sitting here and saying – oh, I'm better than ever wanting to eat Oreos. I'm better than ever wanting to eat a pint of ice cream. I'm better than ever wanting to eat pizza. Like those foods taste good. And, you know, if I could eat, if pizza was the most healthy food on the world and I could eat pizza and a pint of ice cream and that was the most healthy thing, like I would want to eat that almost every day. But it's not, and I know that. And so I have restrictions to it. It's not, we're not sitting here saying it's easy for us. No. Um, so we definitely have the same you know, the same thoughts on food. We like to eat good food. We just restrict it. But in no way are we saying this is easy. So, you know, it's not it's not something that we're saying. We're calling people out. Right. And we're not willing. I mean, I was 205 pounds in seventh grade. Now, I make jokes about that I was, you know, overweight as a kid. And some of it my fault. Some of it was, you know, just basically a bad environment. My parents not knowing what to do and me just eating everything that was in sight. I didn't get to my body weight. I didn't get to where I'm at today, like not having to make sacrifices, right. not having to make, I mean, I have been working out diligently at least four to five times a week for the last like 13 years. I'm 35 years old. So over half my life, now that doesn't count the time that I was playing sports. That didn't count the time that I was, you know, doing workouts for that and, and all uh, practices and running and that type of stuff. That counts just me being an, an, a, a moderately an adult, I guess you would say in college, making the choice to change and exercising for the last 13 years. Like, I have to make the choice to do that every single day. I have to make the choice 
to not eat out every day. I have to make the choice to meal prep on Sundays. And there's a lot of times I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like coming to the gym. I don't feel like exercising. I know people think that we just like live this fantasy lifestyle where like we want to work out all the time. Some days we have to drink like four bangs. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Zach made that comment this morning, but he was like, I had you guys on a pedestal for like you could just make motivate yourself to exercise. And we're like, no, like, like sometimes we have to have some extra caffeine. Yeah. Like this, we're not invincible. We don't live this lifestyle to where this is easy for us. No. Like I didn't want to come to the gym at seven o'clock in the, or seven thirty in the morning on Thanksgiving Day. Like I would rather sleep in. But instead, I got up, I came to the gym, and I worked out. And when I left, I felt a lot better. But those are the the, the tough choices that we still have to make, just as much as everyone else. Right. So it's not like as Trevor said, we're not calling you out. We're saying we have to do that, and it takes a lot of dang work. You just have to be ready for it, and you have to understand, like, what does it mean to you? Like, right. whereas if you got a four- or five-year-old kid, and you're, like, you're too concentrated on them playing rec ball, you really need to be concentrated. Are you going to be alive to watch them get married? Are right. you going to be alive to watch them you know, have their grandbabies? And if the answer to that question is, I don't know, because my health, then you may need to cut out them playing a rec ball sport for you to actually make it to the gym so that you don't get in a situation where you can't see them grow up. Yeah. I've never seen a sick person be able to take care of anyone else. And so if you're letting your health go to the wayside to try to give others what they want, you are not being able to give them fully what you could give them if you were healthy. Um, And to go back to the sports thing that you just said, I wasn't allowed to play rec ball questionable statement of I'm a normal person right there. Hmm. But uh, (laughs) um, no, I don't, I don't look back on life and think I've missed out on life because I wasn't able to play rec sports. It was my parents that said, you can't play rec sports because if you play, we will not be able to do the things that make us happy. And so we're going to make you do the things that make us happy while you're growing up. And then when you get into school, if you want to play a sport, you can. And looking back on that now, like, I'm glad they did it because I was introduced to a variety of different things of backpacking and mountain biking and all this stuff that my parents like to do. And then when I got into middle school, they said, okay, now you can choose. And they allowed us to do that because that was a consistent schedule that they could still base stuff around. Uh, They weren't having to give up their whole life and everything that they like to do to be able to take me to practice every day or take me to road games down the, you know, wherever it might be at the school would take me. Um, and so it was at the time I wasn't happy, but then now looking back on it, like I definitely see why they did it. And, um, I think it was better for them as a family. And I think it was probably better for me too. Yeah. Long-term for sure. I mean, my kid plays, um, club volleyball, but we've made the stipulation in our house where it's, like one sport, a, one sport a year or one sport at a season. You know, she'll play volleyball a couple of times in the year. But, you know, it's you can't be – and if you got like two kids, it's just tough, man, and I get it. But um, at some point in time, you got to put your health first. And okay. I think they, they tell you that when you get on a plane, I, I maybe – I love this statement, so I've maybe even used it on other podcasts before. But they tell you to put your, uh, your oxygen mask on before you put anybody else's on. And there's a reason for that. Yeah. Because if you don't get oxygen first, you can't help anyone else. And so the same thing happens there. If you don't take care of yourself first, then you can't take care of your kids and you can't see, take care of your kids growing up. Um, and so I think we, you know, we've probably beat this dead horse as, as many times as we could, but hopefully, you know, you listen to this podcast today and know that we're not, you know, being mean people. Um, 
and you get more than just our rants into this, but this is kind of our our thought process, I guess, put into a uh, into a long drawn out rant fest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we do uh, we do want to help you guys, and so with that being said, kind of if you are interested in uh, or need the help one on one nutrition coaching wise, uh, feel free to reach out to us. Um, and we'll give you our handles in a few minutes. But we also have a – we're working on it right now. We're kind of building it out, figuring out what we're going to do, how we're going to implement it and all that stuff. We're trying to really make this next uh, – because uh, I don't really believe in nutrition challenges that much, but I think that it does help people kind of like get going. And so that being said, we're going to run like a, a six – four to six week. We haven't, again, outlined it all yet in somewhere the 1st of January. Um, and basically it's going to be – uh, we're going to prescribe you kind of like how what your portion sizes should look like based on like your uh, your hand sizes or, or, or grams in, in your macros. You're going to get an individualized program. And then we're going to couple it with a group format with Facebook um, so you can ask questions. And then we're going to have a weekly. We're looking at doing Zoom calls where everybody will call in on the Zoom call. It will be like face-to-face, um, you know, through the Internet. And then you can ask questions at that point in time, or we can help direct you, or, hey, this is what struggle I had this week. And what I found over the years of being on uh, group calls, and you found it as well, you know, dealing with a coach maybe online, that other people's questions actually help you out a lot. Yeah. And so that's where we're hoping we get out of this out of this uh, nutrition challenge, is giving you kind of like the baseline. This is what you should be doing. And then from there you take it to the next level of like here these people these this person had the same question i had last week they're dealing they have two kids and they're traveling to different ball games how did they implement what what's happening inside their lifestyle right and so then you can kind of like learn from other people but also learn from us as you go along and so i think that's the value in these the group ones plus it's you know obviously a little bit cheaper because it's a um in a group setting versus the one-on-one setting but uh we'll be getting more details out about that but if you want to follow along or you just want to submit this form to us and kind of say hey i'm interested in your group challenge hit me up uh put my email on your list um just head over to um, forgebyfood.com www.forgebyfood.com shoot us an email um and then let us know that you are interested in the group challenge or tell us on the email if you're interested in doing the um the one-on-one um and then as far as our personal handles go um, and then our, uh, you can go at Forge by Food, which will be the, the nutrition coaching side of things. And then you've got Travis at? Um, at Cruz underscore Control, uh, K-R-E-U-Z, and Control starts with a K. And I am uh, at ForgeByBow.com. I'm uh, talking Forge by Foot Bow on Instagram. Um, and uh, you also can find Forge by Food on, on the Facebooks. So uh, – I guess we'll uh, we'll check out until episode number uh, 19. 19. Hope you guys have a, a good week. We'll speak to you next time.